2 Corinthians chapter 2 this Lord's Day. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. But I determined this with myself, that I would not come again to you in heaviness. For if I make you sorry, who is he then that maketh me glad? but the same which is made sorry by me. And I wrote the same unto you, lest when I come I should have sorrow from them of whom I ought to rejoice. Having confidence in you all that my joy is the joy of you all. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart I wrote unto you with many tears. Not that ye should be grieved, but that ye might know the love which I have more abundantly unto you. But if any have caused grief, he hath not grieved me, but in part, that I may not overcharge you all. Sufficient to such a one is this punishment which was inflicted of many, so that contrariwise he ought rather to forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. Wherefore I beseech you that ye would confirm your love toward him, for to this end also did I write, that I might know the proof of you, whether ye be obedient in all things, to whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it, for your sake forgave I it in the person of Christ. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Furthermore, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, and a door was opened unto me of the Lord, I had no rest in my spirit, because I found not Titus my brother. But taking my leave of them, I went from thence into Macedonia. Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ, and make it manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ in them that are saved, and in them that perish. To the one we are the savor of death unto death, and to the other the savor of life unto life, and who is sufficient for these things. For we are not as many which corrupt the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as of God, in the sight of God, speak we in Christ. Our text this Lord's Day is Proverbs 31.30. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. There is a proverb of man that closely parallels Proverbs 31.30. It goes like this. Beauty, Beauty is only, is only skin, skin deep. deep. And if what and is if below, below, the outward the beauty, beauty of the skin, of the skin is, ugliness is ugliness of soul, of soul 
the outward beauty itself will appear more and more ugly to those who behold it. How many couples have been drawn to one another in marriage? by mere by physical mere attraction, physical to, learn to learn the, the, the misery, misery of living, of with, living one with one another. another. Living with living one with who's one very, unattractive very unattractive in the inner man. The inner man. Similarly, Similarly, a man or a woman who is very plain or perhaps even unattractive, unattractive outwardly, outwardly may become very beautiful, beautiful by means by of the means godly, of the godly character, character which is manifested, manifested in word. In word. And indeed, and indeed, this, of course, this is of not course to say that there is anything, there is anything wrong, wrong with, with physical, beauty physical beauty or physical, or physical attraction. attraction. It is simply it is to simply say that when we that weigh the beauty, beauty of one's of inward appearance against the beauty of one's outward appearance, the inward far excels the outward, according to the Lord in passages like this. In Proverbs 31.30. For it is not it physical is not attraction, physical dear, ones, dear ones, that will bring that will peace and harmony into your home. Into your home. It is not, how, not handsome how handsome he is or, he is, or how, beautiful how beautiful she is, she is that will lead, that will lead a, husband a husband or a wife, or a wife to, serve to serve one another at the expense, at the expense of their own pleasures, their own pleasures and desires. And desires. It is not mere outward beauty that will draw a couple closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. How I plead with you, young adults, teens, and children, to look much more closely at the splendor of the inner sanctuary than at the glory of the outer temple. Of course, if you are one who is already cultivating that inner beauty of holiness within yourself, you will likewise be looking for that same quality in a future spouse. But if you are one, on the other hand, who is fixed upon your own, Outward qualities, qualities that you take little or no time, or thought, or thought on, inward on inward transformation by the grace of God, you will likely find, find a spouse just like you, which will lead inevitably to great heartache and misery. And misery. How many have gone many to have great gone expense, dear ones, to prepare themselves outwardly for that glorious wedding day, but have put so little time and effort into preparing themselves with love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, humility, self-control. The fruit of the Spirit is found in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23. Dear ones, Today, let us Today, turn our attention to what the Lord tells us in regard to our adornment, adornment as we consider Proverbs 31.30. The main points from our text are these. First of all, the vanity of mere outward beauty. And secondly, the praise of true inward beauty. First of all, then, the vanity of mere outward beauty. beauty. Proverbs 31.30 31.30 
we find the words find of King, words Lemuel's, King Lemuel's mother, mother which he taught him as a faithful mother. mother. See this in Proverbs 31.1. Now this is the only place where such a king by this name appears in Scripture. scripture. Many scholars have speculated that Lemuel Lemuel was a name given to Solomon, perhaps, perhaps, by his mother mother, at an early age. age. Just as it was common for other biblical characters to have more than one name, name, such as Peter, who was also called Simon. Even if this is is the most plausible explanation, we cannot be absolutely absolutely certain that this was Solomon. Solomon. But we can be certain that that this is the inspired word of God God that is faithful and and true. Lemuel means devoted devoted to God. God. And from Lemuel's Lemuel's youth, his mother taught him him how how to rule. We see this in verses 3 through 9. How he should rule as a king. He was being groomed and prepared to rule as a king. We see these, see these traits and qualities traits laid out for us in verses 3, three through 9. Three but she also taught him how he was to marry in verses 10 through 31. What kind of a woman he should look for. If he would rule, if he would rule rightly as a king, rightly as a king, if he would serve God, would faithfully, serve God faithfully, it's important, it's Lemuel, important Lemuel, that you not only have the, not only the authority have to rule, but that you have the right, right woman right by your woman. side, by your side. There is a memory, there is a memory theme that Lemuel's that mother Lemuel's used mother in, mother verses used in verses ten through thirty-one. For the first letter of each of these verses begins with the letters of the Hebrew alphabet in order. Twenty-two letters in all. Twenty-two letters in all. It was an aid to a child or even to an adult memory in applying, as it were, his ABCs to a clear picture of what a virtuous woman is. And for thousands of years, this description of a virtuous woman has guided godly young men in their search for a virtuous wife and has prepared godly young women in becoming a virtuous wife. Although these words may have been the words of a mother to a son, nevertheless, God inspired Solomon to include them in Holy Scripture for our instruction. Proverbs 31.30 is the conclusion of all that is said about the virtuous woman from the previous verses. Here is the summary of what it means to be a godly woman, I would submit, as well, a godly man. The truths conveyed in this verse apply to women and to men as well. They are universal they are in their universal application, in their rather, application than rather than being gender-specific. Gender Although the context Although the of Proverbs 31.30 30 may have women specifically in view, these are moral qualities which should be embraced by men as well as well as by women. As by women. Lemuel's mother Lemuel's first says mother in Proverbs 31.30, favor Favor is deceitful. Is deceitful. Favor, favor is deceitful. Is deceitful. Favor is the favor Hebrew, is the Hebrew word, word for grace. For grace. 
but it can also refer can also to the refer outward, to the outward and favor which and makes favor, one appealing to the general public. To the general public. In this, context, in this context, it most likely refers, refers to the outward refinement in manners one exhibits one exhibit when in the society, in the society of, others. of others. In other words, here other is words, one here who, is has one who has been properly taught how to conduct how herself to conduct when in public with much, public with much charm. One who uses proper etiquette in public and has perhaps a magnetic magnetic or superstar superstar personality, which no doubt has great appeal to the public. public. Mere outward charm charm is a deception and a lie, says Lemuel's Lemuel's mother. Son, she said, Son, she said, don't go after, don't a, go woman after a woman only who has only a charm about, charm about her. For that charm will, wear, that off. Charm will wear off very quickly once she is out of the spotlight of her fan who adore her. Who adore her. She who is the envy of every man in public is unlikely to be tied down very long to anyone man in marriage. And yet, so often, yet, these, so are the often very women, these are the very women that so many want to be like. So many want to be like. Of course, the same thing of course, may be said of a charming man, said of a charming man who sweeps the young lady off of his feet. Beware, beware, ladies of such ladies men, of such men. Knowing that charming, Knowing that men charming and women men are out there, women are out there. Let them find a place let in your heart. Let them find a place in your heart, and you're sunk. And you're sunk. Here's another good reason. Here's another good reason for an extended courtship. For an extended courtship, you are much more likely able to get beyond the superficial. To see what lies in the character of a woman or of a man. Take your time Take in your courtship time and in investigate and the desires, the, desires the, goals, the goals, the character, the character and, the and the integrity of a man or a, a woman before, taking, a woman that before step, taking that step toward engagement, toward engagement and, marriage, and marriage. Furthermore, furthermore, to look only at the outward charm of a person is to swallow, is to swallow according to Lemuel's, according to uh, Lemuel's mother, uh, is to swallow, a, is to deception swallow a deception or a lie. Or a lie. You're not really you're seeing not really the true person. The true person. You're only seeing you're the only outward seeing facade, facade of a house, and not, what, house, it looks like not what it looks like inside. Wouldn't you consider it very, very risky risky to buy a house after only only looking at its outward charm and appeal, appeal, but never going inside to see what was was the condition? condition? Perhaps the outside looks very charming, charming, but the inside is in complete shambles. And if you would not buy even a house carefully investigating the house's interior and foundation, why would you marry a person before carefully investigating the interior and the foundation of that person? Of that person. It is interesting that the it same Hebrew word same translated Hebrew here, word translated here translated as deception is also used, is in, also Jeremiah, used in Jeremiah chapter 10, chapter verses 14 and 15. 
for the idol, for the idol, which a man makes, which a man and worships, and where it says, where it for says, his molten for image, his molten is, image falsehood. is falsehood, or is a deception, or is a deception. In what sense? In what one sense? might ask? One might ask: Is the image is the image a falsehood or a deception? A falsehood or a deception? In the sense that it promises, that it much, promises much, but delivers nothing, but delivers of, true nothing of true value. Those who are deceived who are by deceived the outward by glory the of the image and offer their prayers or worship to it will be misled, disappointed, and betrayed. And betrayed. For it is not God. For it is not God. It is an absolute, is lie, an absolute lie. And those who believe that lie will suffer now and for all eternity. Only the one true Only living one God true revealed God in Holy Scripture in Holy will, not disappoint. will not disappoint. Only He, Only he one is, faithful and, one is faithful and true. All other gods all which men erect in, in their lives, whether money, whether money, work, work, family, family, health, health, beauty, beauty, pleasure, pleasure, music, music, sports, sports, education, education. They are all a deception. They are all a deception and a lie, which will bring upon men God's wrath and condemnation if they become if they your God, your God, and you serve, and you serve. If you place them above the Lord, the one true living God, if you love them more if you love than the one true living God, you believe the lie. You believe you're following a lie. You're following a lie. Dear ones, dear ones, I ask you today: Are you trusting a lie and a deception today? Have you convinced yourself, you convinced yourself that if you only had more money, only had more money, better health, better health, more freedom to do what you want to do, what you want to do, or if you were only more attractive, only outwardly, more attractive outwardly, you would be truly happy. You would be truly happy. If so, you have believed the, so, lie, you have of the, believed the lie of the devil. For only Jesus Christ, only Jesus Christ, can bring true joy, bring true joy, and peace, and peace, contentment. Contentment, happiness, and happiness. Only the God of our, only salvation, God of our salvation actually delivers, actually delivers what, he promised, what He promised. Perhaps you need today, to, you repent. Need today to repent for having put your faith, in, put some your faith in some object to make you truly, to make happy. You truly happy. Beloved, as much of Beloved a blessing as, as, as is a beautiful wife or a handsome husband, neither of these blessings can make you truly happy. Simply cannot do it. Simply cannot do it. Expect them to do so. Expect them to do so. The sin on your part. The sin on your part. And what have you placed? What have you bring your faith to bring you lasting peace? Lasting peace. And true contentment in life. True contentment in life. The Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul summarized what summarized his life, what his life, joy, what and his peace was in Philippians 1:20, 1, 20, 1, 1, when he said, "For to me to live, to me to live, is Christ, is Christ, and to die is gain, to die is gain." King Lemuel's King mother not Lemuel's only says mother, favor, not only says favor is, deceitful, is deceitful, but she continues, but she continues in Proverbs 31:30 by saying, "And beauty and beauty is vain, is vain." How our society, how our society worships, worships physical beauty. Physical beauty. 
The pictures of the, the beautiful of idols the beautiful which our society idols, worships our society are plastered all over the ma over magazines, the ma magazines on, television, on television, and now on computers, and now on computers and probably many other probably places. Many other places. As a result, there are people, young and old, falling in love and emotionally involved with these living, breathing idols whom they have never even met. On what basis do their hearts go after these stars? On the basis of their outward beauty, because they certainly do not know them. No matter how many times they may have read or heard interviews with them, they do not know them. They do not know them. And yet they've fallen in love. They've fallen in love with them. Dear one's beauty. Dear one's beauty is a good gift from God. Gift from God. And there is nothing wrong with beauty in and of itself. Whether it be beautiful people, beautiful people, beautiful mountains, beautiful beautiful cars, beautiful cars, beautiful music, beautiful music. And although our judgment of what is beautiful may vary to some degree from person to person, nevertheless, the aesthetic value of beauty is not to be depreciated or undervalued. For God Himself, God Himself, who is all beauty Himself, has given us beauty in this world to appreciate, that we might not worship Creature, but that we might, but that worship we might create worship the Creator. Many times, God, Many times has caused, God has caused His inspired writers to record in the very pages of Holy Writ the fact that a person was physically attractive, whether Sarah, whether Sarah, or Rebecca, or Rebecca, Rachel, Rachel, David, David, Abigail, Abigail, Bathsheba, Bathsheba. Absalom, Absalom, or Esther, or Esther. Had I lived at the Had time of those biblical characters, it would certainly not be sinful for me to recognize and acknowledge what God in His Word has stated about these biblical characters. Namely, that they were beautiful or they were handsome. Nor to recognize and acknowledge the same in our own physical appearance is not sinful. It's not sinful. It's not simple to recognize that God has made us. If He has given us any beauty, any beauty, and we don't go around and say, "Look how beautiful I am," or "How handsome I am," but if others have complimented certain things about you, that's not a reason to gloat. That's a reason to give glory to God, who's the Creator of all such things. Thus, it is not outward beauty that is wrong, for it is God that has given it. It is good. It is good. It is the abuse, is the abuse of, outward of outward beauty that is wrong. That is wrong. When outward beauty when becomes, outward beauty an, becomes end an end in itself, in itself which, we seek, which we seek, whether, whether in, ourselves in ourselves or in others, or, in others. or when it becomes, when it becomes a, means a means to some end, some end of filling the emptiness or void in our lives, in our lives. or an end or an to becoming end popular, popular or an end to becoming, becoming accepted with others. with others. Or an end to becoming successful. Or an end to getting what we want in life. Or an end to getting an attractive girl or boy. Then, then beauty is abused. Dear ones, dear ones, 
whatever outward whatever beauty, outward you, may beauty have, you may have is not given, is not given in order that you in might order glorify, that you yourself, glorify yourself but it's given to glorify the Lord who gave it to you who do you want do you people, want to, people see to see above all, above all when they look at you? They look at you? Do, you truly do you truly desire that they, desire that they would see the Lord God who has created you and redeemed you? Or does that even enter into your mind? If it is not God you want others to see in your outward appearance, then it must be merely yourself that you desire others to see in your outward appearance. Which I would suggest, if that's the case, that's the case. It is a form of idolatry. In robbing God of His glory. You have cheated, you have the, Lord cheated the Lord out of His praise. Of his praise. If you merely if you want merely people, want to, see people you, to see you, but you don't care you don't whether, care, they, see whether God they see God in your outward, in your outward appearance. In spite of this, spite divine, of this quality divine quality of created of beauty which beauty God has, which given, God has man, given to man, King Lemuel's mother, mother gives a necessary, a necessary a caveat, a caveat or warning. Or warning. Outward beauty, beauty is, vain, is vain, she says. She says. Our text, Our literally, text says, literally says, beauty, beauty is, is a vapor. vapor. Beauty is a, beauty vapor. Is a vapor. It is transitory, it is transitory and, changeable. and changeable. Outward beauty, Our beauty is, vanishing, is vanishing, whether gradually, gradually with, with age, age or, suddenly, or suddenly by some by act some of God's providence. providence. So when our love for another person is merely based upon his or her outward beauty or attractiveness to you, should that outward beauty or attractiveness be lost, our love for that person will be lost as well. Upon what is your love for your husband or wife based? I ask you. Could you honestly, Could you honestly say, say that you would love and care for your spouse that he or she was seriously scarred in the face from a burn, burn, or if he or she was seriously deformed in some part of the body due to the effects of cancer? But you could love that person when you have married. You may love the outward appearance of one whom you court. Nothing wrong with that. In other words, in other nothing, words wrong nothing wrong with seeing the person who you're courting is being attracted. attracted. But do but not do proceed not to marriage, marriage if you do not do love, love even more, even so, more so the beauty, the beauty of his or her character and soul. soul. For the outward beauty, beauty of these mortal bodies, bodies God says, is perishing. Psalm 39.5 We read these words. Behold, Behold, thou hast made my days, my days as, as an handbreadth, hand and mine my age, age is as nothing, nothing before thee. Verily, every man at his best, best state, state is all together vanity. vanity. Well, a couple well, of questions, questions before, before we move, move on, on to, to our, our second, second point. point. Is physical, physical adornment, adornment sinful? sinful? <clears throat> Is it a sin to use jewelry or, or cosmetics? cosmetics? Is, Is caring, caring for our physical, physical bodies, bodies unlawful? unlawful? 
No, I don't believe it is sinful in and of itself to adorn the body with jewelry or cosmetics. As in all areas of life, it is not the use, but the abuse of such things that is sinful. Let me give you some reasons why I believe it is not sinful. First of all, the wearing of jewelry to beautify the body is not condemned in Scripture. Genesis 24, 22. There, Abraham's servant, who goes seeking a wife for his son Isaac, brings with him the following. And it came to pass, as the camels had done drinking, that the man took a golden earring of half a shekel weight and two bracelets for her hands of ten shekels weight of gold. In Exodus chapter 32, verse 3, there the, the people of Israel are told to give forth the jewelry that they have for an evil purpose in order to make this, this calf, this golden calf. But they were using it, they were wearing it all along, and it was never condemned by God, by Moses. No condemnation of it in their use of it. Again, it is the abuse of jewelry that is condemned, not the use. The abuse, whether in excess, an excessive amount of jewelry, not using it moderately or modestly, or using jewelry or buying or trying to purchase jewelry to keep up with somebody else or to impress somebody outside of your own financial means. You're just not able to afford that type of jewelry. And you put yourself into a desperate situation financially. That's an abuse. That's not a lawful use. That's an abuse of jewelry. Secondly, the caring for one's body with fragrant oils and lotions to beautify the body is not condemned in Scripture. In Esther 2.12, there we find... Esther herself submitting to the customs of that particular age, which involved many fragrant oils and lotions to beautify her, to make her attractive for her future husband. In Song of Solomon, though there may be certainly spiritual implications that flow from this, and we ought to more focus perhaps on the spiritual as it relates to Christ and the church, we don't want to ignore the fact that the actual images that are used cannot be unlawful in and of themselves, otherwise they couldn't be used to represent Christ and the church if they were unlawful. And yet, in Song of Solomon 4.10, we find the same thing with regard to the use of, of fragrances, of odors, of various ointments used to beautify. In Isaiah, In Isaiah 61, 10, 10, and I will, I will read these last two verses for you. Isaiah 61, 10. 10. Here, Here is a, a picture comparing again a bride and a bridegroom and those believers who rejoice in the Lord. 
It says, that I will greatly rejoice in the Lord, my soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation, he has covered me with a robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, jewelry, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. This actually should probably go more under the first one, the wearing of jewelry. And, and uh, likewise, likewise, you can, you can look, look up Ezekiel 16.11, which essentially says the same thing. thing. Here it is in reference to how God, how God himself uses imagery as, as with, with regard to Israel and how he loved Israel, how he called her, how he, how he adorned her with ornaments. ornaments. I deck, I deck thee also with ornaments, put bracelets upon, upon thy hands, and a chain on thy neck, the Lord, the Lord says. says. Thirdly, since it is not sinful to beautify the body with jewelry or oils and lotions, if not abused, then I would also submit that it is not sinful to use cosmetics to beautify the body, if not abused. Some have argued that since wicked Jezebel used cosmetics, as we see in 2 Kings 9.30, it is therefore prohibited to all women, lest they be like Jezebel. You might want to just look at that passage if you have your Bibles handy. 2 Kings 9.30. This was immediately before her death. Jehu was approaching, and, and she fixed herself, herself up, no doubt, no doubt to, to, try to try to overawe him with her beauty. Her beauty. And it says, and it says <clears throat> second, second Kings 9.30, and when, and when Jehu was come to Jezreel, Jezreel Jezebel heard of it, and she painted her face and tired her head and looked out, and looked out at a window. She painted her, she painted her face, face and tired her head and looked, and looked out, out at a window. <clears throat> well, I simply, well, I simply cannot, cannot follow the argument that because Jezebel painted her, painted her face, or actually the, in Hebrew, the Hebrew for eyes, that, uh, that uh, therefore, it is a sin for anyone else to do so. To do so. For if painting, for if painting her face or actually her eyes was sinful, was sinful in and of itself, itself so was the next act. She tired, she tired her, her head, which simply which means she simply adorned, she adorned her, her head with perhaps a tiara or a headdress of some kind. Crown. Crown. So she put on a head covering. Furthermore, Furthermore, we find, we find in, in Jeremiah 4.30 and Ezekiel 23.40 in these two passages, two passages that painting the eyes is again mentioned in conjunction with other acts, like washing oneself, so that if, so that if painting the eyes is washing, the washing oneself is sin, clothing, clothing oneself with crimson, and in wearing, and in wearing jewelry, jewelry, which we've already seen, seen clearly, in clearly in the scripture, is not condemned, is not condemned or, prohibited or prohibited by God. By God. But if but the painting of the eyes is sinful, so is, so is taking a bath. 
something so something common, so common and, ordinary. and ordinary. And just as and one, just as one can look at look, look, look like a harlot. This is, an this is another, another, argument, another that argument that is used. Just as one, just as one can look like, can look a, like a harlot by the makeup, the makeup that they use. And I do grant, do grant one, can one can look like a harlot by the makeup that they use, the way they paint themselves, the way they put it on. It certainly is possible. Certainly is possible. So one can look, so like, can a look like a harlot by the clothes that they wear. That, they wear. that Howard, that Howard does not condemn clothes. Nor does it, nor does it makeup. condemn makeup. Just because, just it, can because be it can be abused, make one look, make like, one a look like a harlot. It only condemns, it only condemns the, abuse of, the abuse of both. Another question. Another question. What are some guidelines, are some guidelines we might use in adorning our, our bodies? Let me give you, Let me give a, you a few. First of all, first of all, adorn your bodies. Adorn your bodies to the glory of to God. the glory of God first and foremost first and foremost first Corinthians first Corinthians 10, 31, 31 whether therefore we eat or drink or drink or whatsoever or whatsoever we do do unto the glory do unto of God. the glory of God do not dress do not dear dress ones, dear ones as, as your chief in in order to impress, to impress others what will others what will others think about, think about what I'm wearing? What I'm wearing? In other words, how impressed are they going to be today by what I'm wearing? By what I'm wearing? I ask, is, I ask, God's, is God's glory a consideration at all in your clothing, in your clothing jewelry, or cosmetics that you use? Does it ever go through your mind? How am I glorifying God and what I'm about what I'm about to adorn my body with? Not to do so not for to do God's so glory, I would submit to you, is robbing, is robbing God. It is it idolatry. Is idolatry. For our body, for our body and our spirit. spirit. Not only our spirit, but our body, according to 1 according Corinthians 6.20, belongs, belongs to the Lord. Belongs to God. Belongs to God. Secondly, secondly second guideline, second guideline Adorn your, Adorn your bodies moderately. moderately. In other words, do, in other not, words, go do not go to extremes in fashion and in fads. Zephaniah, Zephaniah 1.8 We find, we find this, word of this word of caution. And it shall come to and pass, come in, the to pass in the day of the Lord's sacrifice that I will punish the princes and the king's children and all such as are clothed with strange apparel. Whether that apparel, Whether that apparel is cross-dressing, in other words, Men wearing, Men wearing women's clothing or vice versa, or whether, as, or whether some as some commentators view it as the latest, the latest fashions. In other words, in other words having to be, having on, to the be on the bandwagon as soon as a fashion, fashion, always having to be the most trendy. The most trendy. If that becomes, if that your, becomes chief your chief concern in wearing clothing, in wearing clothing that you be that absolutely, be absolutely cool, cool, then... Then the Lord says, you're not dressing moderately, you're not, moderately, you're not dressing as you ought to adorn your body. Don't dress just, Don't to, look dress like just to look like this rock star or that movie star. Or that movie star. 
Remember, remember who you want, who you to, be want like, to be like, and who you want, to look, you like. want to look like. Says much about says much desires. about your desires in your own heart, in your own heart, toward God. Toward God. The third guideline. The third guideline. Adorn your body. Adorn your bodies modestly. Not only moderately, not only moderately but modestly. Clothing that is clothing that is revealing or is tight so that every contour of the body is revealed is immodest. Is immodest. Even if it is covered. Even if it is covered. If it is so tight. If it is so tight that you can see every contour of the body, then it is then it is too tight and is immodest. And is immodest. This is not adornment. This is not adornment, dear ones, to God's glory. It is rather adornment to man's glory. It is revealing the man. It is revealing the man how shapely of a body one has, or maybe in some or maybe in some cases does not have. It becomes a it becomes a stumbling block to others who gaze upon the form of the body and lust after it. Lust in mankind, Lust in mankind dear ones, does not need any help from us at all. Our clothing should cause, Our clothing people, not should cause people not to be distracted to other parts of the body. When we meet somebody, if we're dressing appropriately, it should be basically ordinarily that our eyes meet. Not that we're eyeing the person over. Certainly our own sinful lust can lead to that even if there isn't any immodest dress. Any immodest dress. But our clothing should, but our clothing not, should not lead somebody in and of itself to be eyeing us over. Also, modesty, also modesty implies there was avoiding excesses, as we already mentioned, whether in jewelry, clothing, or, clothing cosmetics. or cosmetics. Too much of any good thing, Too much of any good thing is not modest. Is not modest. I would submit that one, can dress, submit that one can dress in an excessive manner by either dressing too liberally or dressing too conservatively. Or dressing too conservatively. I do not think. I do not think. I do not think it is necessarily dressing modestly to return to the style of a former age, where attention is drawn, where attention is drawn to a person as if they're, to totally, as if they're totally weird and strange and so different. Entirely. Entirely. So that everybody watches so that, everybody that person, watches because, they that person so because they look so else. different than everyone else. One may draw just as one may draw just as much attention to oneself, to which, oneself is which is not the goal of the way we dress. One may draw just one may draw just as much attention to oneself by such dress as if one were <coughs> as if one were <coughs> if one were dressed as if one were dressing according to the most recent fad. In other words. One in other words, one may draw just as much attention to oneself by dressing according to the style, according to the style and fashion of a former age as if he were dressing by using the latest fad or fashion. The whole idea should be, the whole idea should be dear ones, to dress in such a way that we are not drawing attention into ourselves. Fourthly, fourthly adorn, yourselves in adorn yourselves in stewardship. And that in particular, and that in, in particular, finances, in finances, in regard to finances, in regard to finances, and in regard to time, and in regard to time. don't buy, what, don't you buy what you cannot afford, just in order to have it, just in order, order to, to have it, or in order to impress others. It may be better stewardship, it may be better stewardship even to buy something that costs more 
at the time. But it may last much but longer. Last much longer. In, other words, it may be a in other words, it may be a better use of financial in resources in the long to run. Buy better quality. To buy better quality clothing. And don't spend and so don't much, spend time, so much time in adorning the body in comparison to the time, in comparison to the time that you spend adorning the soul. Don't spend so much more time. Don't spend so much more time adorning the adorning the outward, the, temple, the outward temple than you do the inward, than you do the inward sanctuary. And lastly, and lastly, the last guideline, adorn the last guideline, adorn yourself for your health. For your health. In other words, where in other words, where clothing that is appropriate clothing that is appropriate the for the season don't of the year. Don't go around in short sleeves if it's sub zero temperatures. Sub zero temperatures. Plus you get that. Common sense. Use common sense. God has given to us God has given to our us bodies to take care our of bodies to take care of. These are his temples. And so, if it doesn't look and quite so, so if it doesn't cool look quite so cool to wear a coat or a sweater during the winter time, it's so important. It's more important that you be warm. And don't dress to look and cool don't dress to look cool during the summertime. And wearing sweaters and you've got perspiration coming down your head, but you look cool, man. And in, in, in association, in, 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 in association with, health, with dressing for your health, wear clothing that wear is clothing clean. that is clean. In other words, in other words, poor hygienic poor hygienic conditions can also conditions can also breed problems by way of health. Problems dressed by way of in health. such a way dressed in such a way in which you're clean, in which you're clean. Well, those are guidelines. I would well, those submit. are guidelines. I would submit. We come to the last point. We come to the last point, the second point, which is the last, point, the, point, the, phrase, which is the, last the praise of true inward beauty. The mother of King Lemuel. The mother of King Lemuel closes by saying, "But a woman that but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised." There was that beauty. There was that beauty for which we should look in one which we seek to marry. Is the inward beauty of the fear of the Lord. And in and context, in context, that outworking of the fear of the, of the, fear of the Lord is found in verses through ten through twenty-nine of Proverbs. One who shows reverence, one who shows for, the Lord, reverence for the Lord in her deeds or in, in her deeds, deeds or in, in her, her desires or in, in her desires or in his desires her goals or in her goals or in his goals as one who fears the Lord as one who fears the Lord one who not only professes one who not only professes the one's mouth but has an evident love for the truth for the truth. Whether it is the truth Whether of one's salvation. One salvation. In other words, the gospel in other words, grow the gospel old and boring to one boring to one who fears the Lord. The gospel the good news that we have been saved and delivered. 
from the torment of hell, from the torment of by hell, the grace of God and the grace of the Lord, the eternal reward of heaven, the eternal reward is always good news. The one who fears the Lord, the one who fears the Lord. Or the distinctive, or the distinctive of our subordinate standards, of our in our subordinate standards, 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 would be again a love for those distinctives, distinctive. because they are agreeable, to, they the are agreeable to the word of God, because they themselves, because they themselves communicate accurately communicate that word accurately that, that God word has given to us, that God has given to us. We have a love for them. We have a love for them. And the outworking and in our lives, outworking in our lives, by way of by way love, of for God, our love, our love for, God, for the brethren, our love for the brethren, our love for the truth, and our, our love, love for the truth, and our love for all, characteristics. Here's a beauty that is not here's a beauty that is not here's a beauty that is not here's a beauty today gone tomorrow here's a beauty that endures a beauty that endures here's a beauty here's a beauty for which we should seek for which we should seek and those and those whom we would spend the rest of our lives spend the rest of our lives. Note that which in the Bible is said to be beautiful is said to be beautiful. And I would submit beautiful above the beautiful outward appearances of people. Appearances of the people. Lord, the Lord, said to be beautiful in Psalm twenty-seven four. Psalm twenty-seven four. The Lord Himself is beautiful. The Lord Himself is beautiful. Obviously, if He makes all things beautiful, makes all things beautiful. He Himself, He Himself, par excellence beautiful. Par excellence beautiful. Not according to some outward appearance. But he, as to his essential nature, attributes, the character, is beautiful. It's beautiful. Holiness, holiness is said to be beautiful. It's said to the be beauty beautiful. of holiness. The beauty of holiness. Psalm twenty-nine-two. Psalm twenty-nine-two. The Church of Jesus Christ. The Church of Jesus Christ used used as an image as an image in Psalm forty-five eleven. Psalm forty-five eleven. The king's daughter. The king's daughter. Beautiful. It's beautiful. She's attired in ornament. Attired prepared in ornament. herself. Prepared herself for her wedding. For her wedding, she is beautiful. She is beautiful. The church, the church is beautiful. is beautiful because it is redeemed because by it is blood. redeemed by the Lord blood. Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. And Christ ministers. And Christ ministers are beautiful. At least their feet are. Beautiful. At least the feet are. In Proverbs ten fifteen. Proverbs ten fifteen. Proverbs ten fifteen. I'm sorry. Romans ten fifteen. Romans ten fifteen. Romans ten fifteen says this. Fifteen says this. And how shall they preach how shall that they, they be preach as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Do you appreciate the beauty? Appreciate the beauty, not of the minister himself, of minister himself but of the messenger, who, of the brings messenger to you, who brings to you a glorious gospel, a glorious Christ. Do you love the word of God? Do you love the word of God? Do you love the true love, Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ. Are you thankful? Are you thankful? Do you find beauty in all these things? Do you find things that have been mentioned? Do you find these more beautiful than these more mere outward, mere outward appearances, appearances of people? If not, 
If not, I would suggest that I you have a perverted and sinful view of true beauty. Perhaps that is the case Perhaps because you are case. merely going through, the going through the motions of an outward religion. Of an outward religion. You see, those who are so fixed are so upon fixed that which is external as in external beauty would also be more likely to be more fixed upon the outward aspects of worship rather than upon the inward aspects of worship. This is hypocrisy at heart, dear one. Heart, dear one. I invite you come to the Lord today, come to the Lord Christ, and Jesus Christ, and learn and what learn true beauty is. A true beauty is a beauty that will never a beauty fade. That will never a fade. beauty that will never a beauty diminish. That will never diminish. Find, find true beauty, true beauty, the Lord today. The Lord today. You stand with me in prayer. Stand with me in prayer. This Reformation audio track is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. You are welcome to make copies and give them to those in need. SWRB makes thousands of classic Reformation resources available, free and for sale, in audio, video, and printed formats. It is likely that the sermon or book that you just listened to is also available on cassette or video, or as a printed book or booklet. Our many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog, containing thousands of classic and contemporary Puritan and Reformed books, tapes, and videos at great discounts, is on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com, by phone at 780-450-450, 3730, by fax at 780-468-1096, or by mail at 4710-37A Avenue, Edmonton, that's E-D-M-O-N-T-O-N, Alberta, abbreviated capital A, capital B, Canada, T6L3T5. You may also request a free printed catalog. And remember that John Calvin, in defending the Reformation's regulative principle of worship, or what is sometimes called the scriptural law of worship, commenting on the words of God, which I commanded them not, neither came into my heart, from his commentary on Jeremiah 7.31, writes, God here cuts off from men every occasion for making evasions, since he condemns by this one phrase, I have not commanded them, whatever the Jews devised. There is then no other argument needed to condemn superstitions than that they are not commanded by God. For when men allow themselves to worship God according to their own fancies, and attend not to his commands, they pervert true religion. And if this principle was adopted by the Papists, all those fictitious modes of worship in which they absurdly exercise themselves would fall to the ground. It is indeed a horrible thing for the Papists to seek to discharge their duties towards God by performing their own superstitions. There is an immense number of them, as it is well known, and as it manifestly appears. Were they to admit this principle, that we cannot rightly worship God except by obeying his word, they would be delivered from their deep abyss of error. The prophet's words, then, are very important. When he says that God had commanded no such thing, and that it never came to his mind, as though he had said that men assume too much wisdom when they devise what he never required, nay, what he never knew.